now I have a machine gun. Once again, Popheads, welcome to issue 199 of the TomCast Popcast. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent pop culture podcast. Please make sure you're following us on the social media at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. Welcome aboard. Uh, we're cranking out the shows this week uh, because, hey, why not? What else are we doing? <laughs> that sounded weird, but you know. We're heading into the holidays, and I had a couple things I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to make sure I got them out to you all before uh, before we all get inundated with the Christmas. So welcome aboard. We're going to talk about some uh, various things. We the, the, I mentioned it on maybe last week's episode or the, or the show before that. The amount of streaming content out there right now is off of the charts. There's so much that has just come out and is now currently available. Uh... And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about some of it. We're going to kind of walk you through some of the things you maybe should consider watching. Uh, or, or just maybe what things you should skip. <laughs> so we're going to do that. We're going to have a little bit of a, a, a preview of the season finale for Hawkeye. Uh, because as, as far as this goes, you will get this episode on Wednesday. The last episode of Hawkeye will be out. And then our uh, review breaking down the final episode of Hawkeye will be out on Thursday, so give you a full 24 hours to make sure you've seen Hawkeye. Uh, and this can distract you during the day as you get ready to watch Hawkeye. So yeah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to thank the official members of Pophead Nation right now, because without their support, the show goes nowhere. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Join the nation and get access to the sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Asphodel Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail, Jeff Coase, and the Ringineer, a great music podcast. Be sure to check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Rissard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker and Holly Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company here in San Diego and Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, and the Silent Assassin, he who shall not be named. All right, we're going to do that thing. We're going to talk about some streamers. So sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. All right, let's check back in with Hawkeye, our favorite hot guy on the Disney Plus. The season finale once again is tomorrow, and we will have a full episode review and breakdown on that uh, available for your listening pleasure on Thursday. Uh, but I did want to kind of touch base a little bit here and, and sort of um, I don't know if speculate is the right word, but like let's let's talk about what are we hoping to see tomorrow? What do we want to see out of the finale of the show? How much of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio are we getting, if if more at all? Uh, you know, they teased his as the kingpin last episode, but it wasn't with any any sort of dramatic flair or gravitas to it, and 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 that was one of my criticisms of it. It was, it was grainy cell phone footage, you know, vi- vi- you know, vid- video cam on on uh, Kate Bishop's phone. I wasn't super impressed with the reveal. 
Um, but again, it's still exciting to know that Vincent D'Onofrio is going to make some sort of an appearance on this show. But I, I think we have to kind of curb our excitement a little bit. I, we do not want to. Um, I guess like, we should be prepared. I guess, I guess let's, let's, let's be reasonable with our expectations uh, because there's still a lot of a lot of stuff on the table here that needs to be addressed that needs to be cleaned up. Uh, I don't think Vincent D'Onofrio is going to sweep in as Wilson Fisk, and all these other storylines are going to kind of like shelved and tabled or just resolved really really quickly. I'd be I'd be pretty surprised by that. Uh, I don't know how you all feel about it. I think he will have a presence. I think he will um, make his his girth felt, if you will. <laughs> you know, that Wilkes, Wilson Fisk, he's the big guy. They call him the big guy for a reason, not to his face, though. Uh, and so, I, again, I just want us to be cautious with our expectations. Much like with our, with the other Marvel show season finales, we have to be careful with what we are, are waiting for. And, and, you know, a lot of these shows... They have really good finales, and they, but they set up a lot more than, than maybe what they uh, actually resolve, and and we'll find out. I mean, it seems like Hawk has a one-off show, but we don't know for sure. I guess the question is, will Clint Barton uh, step down from the role of Hawkeye? Does he survive this? Does he make a hero sacrifice to save Kate uh, and, and, and sort of uh, uh, deal with his legacy as the Ronin, you know, killing Maya's father, his role in that? What, is, what does Maya have to say about the information she got from Clint Barton in the last episode. Is she going to try and smoke out the people who turned against her father, uh, namely Wilson Fisk? And, and what, are, what exactly are we doing with, uh, with, with uh, Duquesne here? What's going on? Are we going to get the swordsman? Is he finally going to make his skill set known as, as Kate and Clint you know, close in on the tracksuit mafia? Uh, obviously, we have to find out what's going on with Eleanor, her connection to Wilson Fisk. And there's just a lot there's so much to do, and they haven't even gotten their new uniforms yet, and we know that's coming because that's been teased, and it's on all the posters, for God's sake. So it should be a very full episode of the show. Uh, I haven't looked up anything as far as like what his runtime will go, but I'm assuming it'll be about what the other ones have all been, around 45, 50-ish minutes. This one might even push closer to an hour because I do think there's a lot to resolve and to get some clarity on. And... I'm delighted by that because, again, I have really enjoyed the show. I have really loved what they've done with the characters, how they've set them up. And I want to see how this wraps up. I want to see how, how everything moves forward. And, again, are we, are we setting the stage for Kate Bishop as Hawkeye moving forward solo? Is this going to be Jeremy Renner's swan song as Clint Barton? Um, I don't know. I guess we're going to wait and see, you know. Spoilers will probably be, be heavy, and we will talk about all of them on the podcast on Wednesday. So I'm actually extremely thirsty, so I'm going to grab a drink of water really, really quick. But in the meantime, I'm going to play another clip from Die Hard. Hey, business is business. You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference? Let's put it in my terms. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Am I right? Hans, Bobby, I'm your white knight. I must have missed 60 minutes. What are you saying? The guy upstairs is fucking things up, huh? <clears throat> I can give him to you. All right, let's talk about another show on our showcase showdown of, of just insane amount of streaming options out in the world. Uh, one of my favorite shows is back for its final season on Amazon Prime. I am, of course, referring to The Expanse. Uh, what's interesting about The Expanse is that they are gearing up to wrap up 
a major, major plot line uh, that's been building for the last two seasons. And that would appear to be where the show will end, with this one plot thread tied up, finished, completed, and, and then the show will end. What's interesting about this is that there is, in the books, there is a massive time jump that happens uh, because while we have an important storyline going on with Marcos and Naros and the Free Navy uh, versus Earth, uh, it's not the sort of be-all, end-all of the Expanse storyline. They are hinting at things. Still, they're, they're still working in some subtle hints of, of more to come, of things that are developing. And it seems like maybe they're setting the this, this show up to kind of go on a break, kind of take a hiatus, and then maybe return a few years down the road uh, to sort of confi- to uh, bring to an end the, the final storyline, if you will, of the proto-molecule and the people who created it and killed them, and the people who killed them, I should say, the, the species that killed them all. Uh, so it's, it's been an interesting show in that, in that sense, in, in that uh, we're, we're getting great entertainment. Like, the show's been fantastic for its first two episodes, uh, but, but it's a, it's a six-episode final season, and they're sort of teasing us with, with stuff with Laconia and, and, and things going on there on the planet. And I just I sort of wonder how far they're going to take that, how far they're going to go, how, far, how much of that are they going to hint to, uh, before they end up having to, to wrap things up and we don't, you know, kind of leave us hanging a little bit because Laconia is a huge storyline in, in, in the books. But, again, it's after a massive time jump. So, again, I'm, I'm very, very curious how this show is going to put itself together, how it's going to uh, wrap all these storylines up, yet tease the potential of the show returning down the, down the road. Maybe it comes back on Amazon, maybe it comes back on a different streamer. Um, I don't know. I think I'd be. I think honestly, I think I'd be more supportive of them working out a deal with Amazon once again because Amazon gave them the support, brought them back, let them finish their storyline to this point. And Amazon seems a little bit more willing to let shows kind of get their feet into them. Netflix, uh, they have their algorithm, they have their their mathematics, their their equations, and and they seem very quick to get rid of shows. Amazon, you know, you come, it sounds like if you come to Amazon with the, with the planet, like, hey, listen, we want to do like a two-season run, like, you know, eight, nine episodes apiece to kind of finish the Laconia storyline, get that out there, and then bring some conclusion to the crew of the Rosinante, then maybe you do that in, in five, six years or whatever it would be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm optimistic, again, that the show does come back at some point. Apparently that is what they want to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how we, we kind of – close things out on this one and, and, and possibly lay some groundwork for another season down the road without making it seem like, um, I don't know, like, like a waste of time, I guess. You know, you, again, you're teasing this Laconia thing, but you're, you're also ending your show. So I, they, there's going to have to be a balance there. And I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if you're going to end up with some kind of cliffhanger that maybe we, don't, we will or will not get resolution to down the line. I, I, I'm unsure. But now is the time, if, if you've been holding off on getting in, on board with The Expanse, uh, all seasons are on Amazon. You can get, get, watch them get caught up pretty easily. You know, there's, I think the first couple seasons are the longest ones, around 12-ish episodes apiece, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but it's a really streamlined show. It's very, it's very contained. It's very easy to watch. Uh, but it's great. It's, it's real science. It's real physics, um, at least, you know, by and large, uh, especially compared to, like, you know, most of the space fantasy stuff that I tend to enjoy a little bit more. 
But The Expanse is awesome, and it's got really great performances. It's, it's a really human story at the core of it. And if you haven't got on board, even after the show wraps up its finale, by all means, go and check it out. Watch it at your convenience. Watch it at your leisure, if you will. A really good, solid show that uh, I, I wish I had more eyeballs on it because I only have a handful of people in my circle that I can even talk to about it with. So I want more eyeballs on the show. So if you haven't gone on board, check it out. I know you got Amazon Prime. Everyone has a Prime. Let's, let's just, just watch the show, damn it. <laughs> the other show I'm watching on Amazon Prime that I wanted to, to talk to you about, and again, let me, let me put it right here. This is the third show we're talking about. This is sort of my maximum load that I can handle as far as show watching goes. Uh, there is not enough time in my day to, to watch too much more television than this. Uh, and again, my time is uh, reduced compared to a lot of people's because uh, I have a wife who does not want to watch any of these shows with me. So I either have to stay up late or watch them early or, you know, at odd hours. So it doesn't allow for a lot of time uh, to, to get crazy with all the stuff that's streaming right now. Again, we talked about it before. December has seen an insane amount of content hit hit the hit the streamers, and and we are just inundated with options and, and viewing choices. And it's it's pretty crazy to sort through Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and and just try to like focus on something. And that is why I sort of have to focus on three shows <laughs> right now. And luckily, the, these three shows because Amazon. And Disney Plus seem to be working on, on, a, on a similar model in the sense that they're not dropping the entire seasons for these shows. They are, they're rolling them out one a week uh, with, with Amazon. It's new episodes every Friday for The Expanse and the show we're about to talk about. Obviously, Disney Plus, it's, it's Hawkeye every Wednesday. And we didn't, we didn't talk about this necessarily, but it looks like we're going to get a bit of a breather from the Marvel Disney Plus shows for a little bit. Uh, as it sounds like the other series are not going to be launching until at least the spring of next year, maybe even the summer kind of depends marvel doing a lot of shifting with their calendar uh due to covid related issues so we'll, we'll stay tuned for that and, and talk about that down the road but a chance to get caught up on some other things will occur once 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 marvel pumps the brakes a little bit so this third this third show i want to talk to you about it might be the one that that you're not watching because you don't want to <laughs> i am talking about the wheel of time on amazon prime and the Wheel of Time is based on Robert Jordan's, uh, I think it's a 14 or 15 book series, uh, fantasy books. I think they started these in the, like the late 80s, maybe early 90s, and they had been going on for a very, very long time. And then Robert Jordan ultimately passed away before he finished the books, uh, and then another author had to step in and kind of work off of his notes to complete this, the series. And again, you know, 14, 15 books, that's, that's, that's a hell of a series of books to write right there. Uh, so I'm aware of The Wheel of Time, but I've never read The Wheel of Time. So watching the show, beginning to watch the show, kind of dipping my toes in the water to see if I was going to like it, uh, has been an interesting process. Uh, I, there, there have been other shows, uh, fantasy shows in particular, that I've talked about on the podcast that uh, ultimately don't work for me from one, in one way or another. I, I think one of the last ones I talked about several months ago was that Shadow and Bone. I never really got my teeth into that. It's, it was a little bit too YA for me. And uh, the, the Cursed series on Netflix was ex extremely YA, but also just not very good. Um, very unbalanced, and you know, a handful of episodes here stood out, but, other, but otherwise just avoid it at all costs. Uh, Wheel of Time is sort of this weird amalgamation of a lot of different fantasy elements. 
um, you know, much like like many other fantasy books that have come out since the original publication, it definitely has a bit of a Lord of the Rings feel to it in in a sense. But that's because Lord of the Rings is sort of the inspiration for so many fantasy worlds that that can be sort of hard to uh, ignore. Uh, so that that stood out to me a little bit as well at first. And then there is a bit of a YA approach because our our characters are, are young, attractive individuals, um, but. The real, the real draw for me for this series is that the headliner, the, the only star of the, of the show that I recognize in any capacity is, is Rosamund Pike, who I am a huge fan of, even when she's in movies that I absolutely hate. Uh, I enjoy her performance and her work and the way she sort of does things. And, and having her sort of anchor the series, I think, has been is, – is, is what got me in the door and what kept me going for the first couple of episodes because it did take a little bit for me to get my – uh, hands around this show, my to be able to kind of embrace it in the way they were hoping to. It is different, but similar to a lot of other fantasy stuff you've seen. Uh, you know, uh, we have talked about my sort of fed upness with the idea of of, of destiny and, and predetermination and chosen ones and things like that. This has a lot of that, but there's a mystery element to it as well because these these uh, four or five main these four or five younger characters that that. Rosamund Pike's character sort of takes charge of. Um, one of them seems to have like this this grand destiny, but they don't know which one. So there's this mystery of, of who's who and what's what. But all of them seem to be imbued with some sort of ability, some sort of special uh, trait, uh, and and we don't want to know the larger significance of that. So what's again this show? I think it was by the third episode. By the end of the third episode, I had come around and I I had I had decided I was in. The way that episode wrapped up, I was like, okay, I'm at the very least, I'm going to finish this first season and, and see how we do, see where we end up, see where we finish at. And and we're, and uh, let's see, we're seven episodes in, eight will drop on Friday. I don't know how many episodes are in the season, if it's eight or ten. It's, it's somewhere around that number, I think. Uh, but it's, it's it's lavishly produced. It looks great. Um, the, the action's been really solid. The effects are pretty great. Pretty great for, you know, for an Amazon show. Like, let's not get crazy here, but it, it looks good. It's a good-looking show. Great production values, and I, there, but there is sort of this weird. I have a sort of weird disconnectedness to the show because part of me in the back of my brain, I'm wondering how faithful is this to the book, and I have yet to do that Google search just yet because I do want to finish the series. I don't want to be thrown off. Uh, so because I'm in, like I said, at this point I'm in for a penny and for a pound. We'll see how the wheel of time wraps up, and I'll, I'll, I will, I will, I'm sure I'll talk to you all about it at some point and let you know. Uh, if I give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down after this first season. But right now, it's more thumbs up than thumbs down. So take that for what you will. But yeah, Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime. New episodes every Friday. And again, I'm really appreciating the staggeredness of the shows on Amazon and Disney Plus because it is actually allowing me time to watch things properly and not have to try and do that binge thing that I'm not very good at because I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not a good binger. Uh, I get... I get uh, antsy after I sit down for a couple of hours and watch the same thing over and over again. Speaking of which, now we're getting into some content that is on Netflix, so it is bingeable, and uh, for better or for worse. And and let's talk about the first show. This was a show that I was very intrigued by. I was a fan of its source material, um, but I haven't watched it yet. I just again, the time hasn't been there, and since the news came out. And we'll just say it. It's Cowboy Bebop. It, it, I was intrigued. I wanted to check it out. And it felt like about three days later, after Cowboy Bebop came out, they canceled it. 
So like, there's no more. So the impetus for me to 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 watch it now has sort of faded. Uh, I'm still curious, and if I have the time and the the luxury of time, I'm sure I will check it out uh, because it's Cowboy Bebop. And again, I'm a fan of the source material. I love the original anime. I've actually been rewatching that uh, in in some downtime because it's about you know 30 minute show. You can rewatch the episodes of the anime pretty pretty regularly, pretty easily. 30 minutes, boom boom boom, pop pop pop. Uh, but yes, I was intrigued by the show. John Cho as 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 Spike Spiegel, Spike Spiegel, and and I wanted to see how they were going to do the adaptation. I wanted to see how it all worked out. I was very curious about it, but it is no more. And speculation about uh, um, the costs of the show, uh, John Cho's uh, injury that that cost him a lot of time and money on production, uh, things like that, sort of made so that the equation wasn't going to work out in Netflix's favor. And so they, they have moved away from the show, and it's done and over, one and done, unless it gets picked up by somebody else, which we've not heard yet, but I will be happy to talk to you about that down the road. The other show that I want to talk to you about, available now on Netflix, just came out this past weekend. And again, I have not started it, but I, am, I, am, I will be getting in, inundated with this. After Hawkeye wraps up this week, uh, I, I have a very good chance to start watching this show. I am, of course, referring to season two of The Witcher, starring my best friend, Henry Cavill. Uh, my, my love for this man knows no bounds, and I love him as Geralt. Uh, so I, I love the world of The Witcher. I love what they did in that first season. And that first season, like those episodes, they started off kind of rocky for me as well. I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I love Henry, but I don't know about this. And then like, by the third or fourth episode, everything locks into place for me. I'm like, oh, now I'm in. And I've, I've been able to rewatch the show a couple times. And I, I do really, really enjoy it. So I'm very excited to see Witcher Season 2. I've heard that it's even witchier than Witcher 1 was, Season 1 was. And there's already big plans for Season 3. So don't hesitate. Get on board with The Witcher. Henry Cavill, you love him. I love him. And uh, he's just kind of the best. So let's check out Witcher Season three, season 2. I'm sure that is something we're going to talk about down the road together once I am able to start getting my, my toes into the pool into, or actually, for The Witcher, it's getting my toes into, into that hot, steamy bathtub with Henry Cavill. That's right. We're bathing buddies. It happened. Maybe. <laughs> and, and again, this is just the tip of the iceberg as far as like the things that are out for streaming-wise. And I'm, I'm just kind of focusing on some of the bigger things as far as uh, the like, genre material for us. Because, again, this is a genre-based show. This is what we do. But these are, these are sort of like the top things, right? So, yeah, check out The Witcher. If you've, if you've watched Cowboy Bebop, I know some of you have, actually. I've, 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 I've already heard some of you talk about Cowboy Bebop. Um, but please, reach out to me. Let me know if you think it's worth my time or an effort. Uh, I, am, I, am, I respect your opinion. I want to know more. I want to know more. Uh, and then I guess we're going to talk about it just a little bitty bit because, hey, we might as well. Again, there is an insane amount of content out there. One piece of it that I'm not watching currently uh, is, is because... I again, I needed the time. There was a lot going on when when the season when the new season began, but I am of course referring to Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I absolutely hated season three of the show, and I am cautiously going to watch season four probably in January. Uh, I'll, I'll reactivate the Paramount, and I'll try to watch the shows in 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 quick succession. Is is sort of my plan for for Discovery. I don't want to. I didn't want to dole it out over the course of like the, the nine or 10 weeks or whatever it was, it's going to be the run of the series. I didn't want to pay for Paramount for that long. 
I can try to watch the show in January in about a week or two. That would be that, that math works much more uh, for me. And if I make if I time it right, what I'll probably do is I'll turn it on, watch Discovery, and then head right into Star Trek Picard because again, Picard was another fairly disappointing series on on Paramount, another fairly disappointing Star Trek season last year. God, I guess it was two years ago, really. But, you know, you had me at Jean-Luc Picard. You had me at Patrick Stewart. So, uh, yes, I'm definitely checking out season two. I want to see what they do with, with the return of Q and, and, and John D, uh, John Delancey coming back to play him. Very excited about that. But that's not something I'm going to get into right now. I'm holding it up until January. Um, I've been hearing uneven reviews of, of discoveries thus far for the season. Uh, I, I'm not reading too far into those because, again, I want to watch it for myself. I am a very... I want to say I'm a fairly particular Star Trek fan. Uh, I'm more open to the Discovery experience than than some are. Um, But you all know me by now. (laughs) You know that my main problem with most of these shows is crap storytelling, uh, crap methodology, crap uh, uh, story structure. That's the things that tick me off the most. It's it's that's where my problems lie. And I you know I they're all pretty to look at. They all have great casts. God dang it, if you can't tell a decent fucking story, what are we doing? What are we even doing out here, folks? Come on. All right, and then we'll tease one more show uh, because, well, I'm going to be talking about it, and you all should be prepared. If you are not already listening to the MandoVision podcast, I highly recommend subscribing, following, whatever the hell it is that you do on the, on the, on the podcasting platform because we will do, be doing extensive coverage of the Book of Boba Fett when that begins airing on December 29th over on the MandoVision stream. Feed, I guess I should say. Excuse me. Let me correct myself. We are beyond excited for the return of Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, uh, seeing the Star Wars underworld, the remnants of of the the sort of shambles that Jabba's criminal empire finds itself in, and Boba Fett able to swoop in, killing Bib Fortuna at the end of Mandalorian season two, and uh, potentially, I think we've been teased that we're going to get uh, stuff in the past, flashbacks to Boba Fett's past. Uh, probably how he escaped from the Sarlacc pit, you know. Possibly, maybe even Daniel Logan showing up as a young Boba Fett, you know, or, or working his way through the galaxy. There's a lot of potential here with this show, and I'm very, very excited about it. I think you all are very, very excited about it. So uh, stay tuned for the book of Boba Fett over on the Mandovision feed. Make sure you're subscribed to that because uh, we're going to be turning out some serious, serious Boba Fett content in uh, at the end of the month. Basically, you know, we're going to get it there right in time for New Year's Eve, I guess. I was about to say Christmas, but that was not right. That is not right at all. So, yeah, that's it for the streamers. What else are you guys watching? I want to know what everybody else is watching. Let me know. Hit me up. You know where to find me. Social media, at TomCastPopCast, Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Again, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends and family and loved ones. I want to thank, once again, the official members of Pophead Nation over at Patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Join the nation and gain access to the bonus content. Thank you to the Espinal Chody, the Batman of Bayho, Jeff Nail, Jeff co-host in the Ring and Ear. Great music podcast, so check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista, Pariah Brewing Company, here in San Diego, coming soon to Baltimore, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops, and of course, the Silent Assassin, He Who Shall Not Be Named. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We're going to be back very, very soon, i.e. tomorrow with our review of the final episode of Hawkeye. And 
yeah, it's going to be rad. Get ready for that. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Ciao, babes. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got, one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.